and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts a lid on life on the pub drive by those working it. I'm the morning advertisers, Ed Bennington, and with me are my two epic co-hosts, James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. As this is the last episode of the podcast of the year, we'll be giving this one something of a Christmas theme. And James, I'm pleased to see that your dedication to method acting continues throughout the year. You really have committed to the part of Father Christmas, and the lack of padding will probably be with, uh, quite good with the mild weather we're currently having. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Pot, kettle, I don't know, something like that, isn't it? Yes, it is that time of year in which James does his bit for the local kids and does the rounds as Santa. Uh, oh if God, only... I thought that was going to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider that, but it's a family show. Uh, if only you had, though, a tiny little sidekick, somebody of diminutive stature who could dress up as your elf and go around with you. But, um, it's like a remake of Bad Santa. Santa. We oh, should have a look. We should, hi, we should we can find someone. <laughs> oh, so I can't see him gritting his so teeth on the podcast. He's got a fat joke and a, and a height joke. Yeah, in height basically. Well, I'm, actually, I'm fat and short. Well, I'm so. not... <laughs> Ed, you're taller than me. Heightest and fattest, but I guess I've just called myself there. So. I'm taller than you, but then most people are here, so it uh, doesn't really say much, does it? My so. brother... No, my brother's not either. <laughs> Why, would he beat me up? No, he's tiny. <laughs> so we've got a great end-of-year podcast for you coming up with some amazing special guests, including the one and only Eddie Murphy. Uh, I'm particularly looking forward to that one, James. A great booking there. Although I'm not sure what insight he can offer to us on pub finances, but I'm sure we'll get to that uh, when we get there. So um, we've also got Brew House and Kitchens Simon Bunn joining us to talk about the ongoing challenges around reservations, how best to handle those, and we'll be looking ahead to January and the typical challenges that will pose on the dry front with Club Sodas Laura Willoughby offering some great advice on tips to maximise the opportunity for those lovely temporary non-drinkers out there. Should Holly Willoughby for a minute. <laughs> We've got Eddie Murphy and Holly yeah, Willoughby. We're killing it. Would be possibly yeah. the best. Unfortunately, not yeah. James because yeah. I, I even Rogan Laura, would be jealous. So, uh, yeah. we're, Wogan, on a, we're on a budget. <laughs> not Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wogan. Uh, but before we do all of that, let's catch up on the last week or so's events. Uh, guys, been to any good parties lately? No, I was at one at ten something. Yeah. But I can't remember, <laughs> man. It was wild, wild. <laughs> Um, Cheese and wine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like uh, wine, so it was good. I mean, uh, it's, it, it, it's been interesting, hasn't it? So we've had, effectively, since we were last on our Plan B, has uh, launched itself on the world. And I remember when Plan B just used to be a shit singer, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we uh, showing your agent well, yeah <laughs> for kids I'm not sure it is that old is it? I don't know it's, uh, um, I mean what are the thoughts well we've had cancellations haven't we I mean we've suffered from that everyone's suffered from that but it's actually been broadly okay um, for you how about you yeah. oh it's been lovely <laughs> like, no but I mean, I mean in terms of you know it's not been a mass exodus out of the pub um, as much as the government would like to encourage that, which is what they've done it all but saying it. Although I, Boris did say... I feel like twice. the Venetians, you know, the Venetians complained so much about tourism that when COVID hit, they had no tourists. I complain about people all the time and then suddenly there's no people to complain yeah, about. Yeah. I'm like, Phew. You've lost your purpose in life, haven't you? I know. I need... So. I, need like, I can't complain if there's no one around. But... um. Yeah, I think we're, we're, as everybody said, like the whole industry is just screaming for help and uh, they've done what they've, they've basically stitched us right up. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's like going back to March, isn't it? March, we've had a lot of people who are saying this, March 2020, don't go to the pub uh, yeah. and, mm. and all that. It's, it's sort of shut down by, by uh, stealth, isn't it? The lockdown yeah. by stealth. But, but they haven't, they've ruled out furlough. 
Rishi's in uh, California. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. He's on the radio today. He's on holiday, sunbathing. No, no big issues um, that he should be here dealing with, is he? But then, do you know what I mean? Like, where's, what are we looking at? And they said they're ruled out furlough, but they'll, they'll look at loans again. So we're just going to take on more debt to get through a really shit December. We mm. might have a bumper January, but we're still not in if any we're shape. To open. If we're allowed to open. But what sort of shape are we going to be at the end of this? It's like we're just getting, you know, I don't, we, we have... And I've said it before, we have real no voice. We've got no sway with government. We've got trade bodies who just don't get anything done. So where are we going to be? We need help. It's interesting because at the same time, you've got the issues with rating that's not going away. You know, that's not getting dealt with because it's all concentrating on this, rightly so, survival. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's some big issues there. Could well, I mean, the, the whole push on VAT. Um, yeah. of, of, I, mean, I mean, that could, in some respects, it might help that argument of, of uh, keeping it where it is um, as, as a method of support. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this later with Eddie. But the, um, it's... Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a total distraction to, to getting some of the, the longer-term reforms that we mm. need. Um, but then, I mean, they've already pretty much kicked business rates into the long grass. Oh, yeah, I, so. I go with again. I think we just don't pay them. I think we all get together and we say we're not paying business rates. What are you going to do? He's going to be manning the barricades. Yeah, but I, honestly, what are they going to do? If the, whole, if the whole sector says, we're not paying business rates. I've said it before. We don't pay business rates until you give us reform. Then what are they going to do? Mm. What, they're going to send bailiffs around to every pub in the country? They will, mm. but what are they going to do? Really? You know, it's just, we, can't, we need change, you know? Mm. I, I don't mean, mind spending 30 years in prison. <laughs> get me out of the house. <laughs> I was going to say, you're Jeez. that desperate to get away from your wife. <laughs> She's around, so be quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We are in the red line. We have to be yeah, careful. Yeah. She's she's she, she'll sneak in somewhere. She's like, stare again yeah, like she she's like a time. green beret when she comes in. <laughs> Prisoner and, and that. It's pricks and two threes, really, isn't it? I, <laughs> I mean, I the, the sex the, might the, be better in prison. Oh, my <laughs> God. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ed. Did just say that, didn't I? Yeah. That's uh, good. Excellent. Yeah. I'll have to edit that bit out, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll just leave it in. It's uh, Christmas. Uh, yeah, why not? A special treat for everyone. Um, COVID passports coming to play I mean what, what's the thoughts on that oh, we'll, be, we'll be made to be thankful for them uh, no, that, that's what they're doing yeah. aren't they yeah yeah oh, you've, well, you've, you've, you've stayed open yeah. but you know what I mean the only way you can stay open is you have the COVID passports and it's going to come down to us it's ridiculous yeah it's the whole thing there's no comp we need a common sense minister someone who sits there and goes guys this is stupid <laughs> I mean it's brilliant I, I do love the fact like, one minister still say this is how we contain uh, Omicron we have COVID passports you know, it's worked a fucking trip in Scotland, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Well, At least I'm not going to Edinburgh on Saturday morning. Are you going to make golf? No, no, no. Just that's going plumbing. A lot worse than that. Was the kid. What? The wife and kid in Edinburgh. <laughs> Why are you taking them up there? No, she booked ages ago. What for? Sorry. Uh, well, uh, she'd been to Scotland market. before. It's boring. The weather's lovely. Is it open? Have you checked it's open? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I was trying to do one of those fake uh, news things to say no travel to Scotland. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, you're going to go and play golf. I know what you're up to. I know your game. You'll be off at St. Andrews or something. Not this time. June, they'll, they'll be out clubbing and they'll be. Why would you go to Scotland? I didn't. They've got more restrictions than us. I, I think yeah. Scotland's actually quite a nice place to visit. Generally, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been before a couple of times. <laughs> Families from there. My grandmother's from Glasgow. You've got to be banned from Scotland. You're banned from most places. Greece. Asked yeah, to leave. Greece. Different no. thing. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, where were we? Where were we? Yeah, before we. Got yeah, COVID passports. Again. But COVID let's be honest. It, it's it's a joke. 
it's a joke. You know you can download the scanner that can check people's apps now. It's them, they're, they're ready to go. I can, I can, I've got the app now. I, mm. I, I, I went down the rabbit hole looking at what the government's bringing in. The NHS COVID Pass Verify. You can, anybody can download it on the App Store. Mm. I can go over there and scan your passport status. You don't, you're not linking it to a venue. You're yeah. not, there's no, you know, it doesn't feel like there's any data protection, but you wonder what's going on behind the scenes of the app. So it's, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like, this is, well, no. As we sit in my Faraday cage at the end of the red light, <laughs> yeah. it's, the ten, it's a tinfoil hat. Maybe, but, uh, it's fashion, Edward. Yeah, fashion. Sorry, sorry, my mistake, my mistake. Um, I mean, the, the other thing as well that I know a lot of operators have been talking about is the uh, the change in, in the ruling. So if, if you are. Uh, with somebody who's who's got it previously, you could carry on with your your business as normal. Well, 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 now now got, you've got the license. Got what? Got COVID. Oh, no, no, not no, <laughs> not even going to go there. Um, Half a pint of Guinness. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, he did have one before as well, so we oh. need to be careful. But um, you've got the license, so you've got staff now that you know if a member of their household has it. That wipes them out. So that's going to be a problem, isn't it? Yeah, imagine. How, you, how are you running it? Okay, the, the only upside, the government's got rid of the need for having staff because we're, there's no one going to pubs. <laughs> so yeah. you know what I mean? You could have half yeah. your staff gone. Oh, you're right. Okay. Here's your sick pay. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Well, that's nice of you to have a silver lining for once. Well, I think, it, I think the government's, sol- the government's actually solved our staffing crisis. Yeah. <laughs> They've told people not mm. to go to the pubs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah, positivity at once. Um, the other thing as well, actually, we're, we're, I don't know whether you guys noticed it, but we saw something, I think you sent this to me, uh, people talking about um, trade just dropping off in the evening. So post yeah. nine o'clock, it, it's mm. just absolutely dying off. And, and some people were speculating, you know, has that 10 p.m. curfew kind of caused a real sort of cultural shift? I, mean, I think, what, I think people are starting earlier. I think, like, yes. you know I mean? Like, I've always, I've always been a big fan of long lunches. Because you can be home by ten, and have a sleep, but um, going out late at night, I think it's such a ball ache. You need COVID passports now, especially more now mm. to go to a nightclub. It just—it seems like a lot of effort, and the Ubers are more expensive, and travel and everything just seems. And the the night are the night trade tubes working? Like, mm. can't even. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like people are going out earlier. We're going to house parties, and I think yeah, trade drops off. We have it here. Like it's gone quiet. Like yeah. early dinners, people are you know people are booking five o'clock for dinner. Yeah. So the, 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 the age of the late licence is, uh, is over. Is well, it? you don't want a late licence because well, you're paying no, you all the extra fees. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. if you're trading past whatever time, you've got the late nice licence levy and levy, stuff. Yeah. So you're just there's no advantage to be in late night venue. All you've got is more headache. Yeah. You know? Well, it's where the, stre- the site takes the most stress, isn't it? That last bit of the night, typically. Uh, you know, in, in most pubs, so... Yeah, good stuff. Well, we're out of time. Let's leave that one there. I'm sure we'll be picking up on some of these as we go. You're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we're taking a look at the challenges facing us in the last remaining days up to Christmas. Cancellations are ongoing, and operators are watching their reservations disappear up in smoke. We've got Simon Bunn from Brew House and Kitchen uh, joining us to discuss some of these issues. So, thanks very much for joining us, Simon. 
My pleasure. So, I mean, let, let's just sort of talk generally. Um, I mean, what, what should operators be doing at the moment? I know we're, 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 we're right up to the wire on Christmas, and, it, and it's probably far too late in the day to be talking about this, as Heath was telling me earlier, really, really nicely just before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Heath. Sorry. We didn't talk about this last week at all, did we? Um, but we've obviously got that period between Christmas and New Year as well, where people will have deferred parties. I know I'm supposed to be going out with my family between the two. So, I mean, Simon, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, how should people be be looking at reservations at the moment? We're seeing so many just being cancelled. What, what's your what's your view? What's your policy? Well, I, I guess like us, most people have some form of reservation system, and one of the things that we've been doing is uh, adjusting the rule so it allows more people confirmed booking, which we will take off during the December period. Um, what we're seeing is if, if we looked at our situation from Sunday morning up until 11 o'clock today, we've had um, 1,400 different bookings in, which account to about 7,000 um, covers. We've had 1,000 of those that have uh, cancelled during the course of the week, whether they were booked prior to that or, or, or whatever, but the balance is we're 6,000 up. Right. So we've got a cancellation rate of about 13.4%. But we are seeing... That's not about, that's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I wish the government gave us so much detail. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Well, we're seeing a lot of the larger corporate bookings um, uh, uh, be cancelled. But what's actually happening with those is um, people like the NHS that have booked with us said they've been told that they can't go out and... um, I know you guys have discussed Sainsbury's um, before as well, so they've also been telling their um, their teams that they can't go out. So I'm seeing them cancelled, but mainly deferred. So we're deferring a lot of January. So we're we're looking at January and thinking actually we we, we, we could have quite a good January this year. Um, yeah. and, and and days like the key days like Christmas Day and New Year's Eve are up on 2019 numbers so you know I think there's some there's definitely some things to look at for the positives and between Christmas as soon as Christmas day's out of the way I think everyone's going to say God did come down the club because I don't I don't ha- I don't have to um, you know isolate for granny or any of that anymore I think I think we're going to have a, a really good period we're actually down on bookings during that period but a lot of those bookings will come in late and on the day so I, I'm, I'm really not concerned about it. I think we, we, we're going to pull things around. It's, 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 it's not brilliant as a Christmas, but you know what? It could be a lot worse. It could be last year, for example. Exactly. I mean, I, guys, do you, do you two think the same? I mean, we were talking about this at Heathrow. We were talking about this earlier. James and you were stuck in traffic. But the um, are people are going to... Do you think they are going to actually... As soon as Christmas is done, just go. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go out. I, Auntie May. I think is so. fine. you don't think so. Well, I think we'll be in measures in January. So no, I don't. I don't think it'll be in our hands. I. I what you think they're going to lock us down in January? I think it'll be. If you look at the tracking on this Omnicom, it's unbelievable. But look at South Africa. They're saying, "What are you guys worried about?" Yeah. They're laughing at us. Yeah. Gone I, mean, panic mode. I think we're, 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 we're going to look into sort of you know what what people should be thinking about with lockdown shortly because yeah. um, I mean we have to consider it we've got the we've got to sort of have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C yeah, right. but if we don't get locked down don't you think actually potentially we might have the best January we've had in ages yeah I mean possibly 
possibly. I mean, I wonder whether people are, you know, that kind of health conscious kick in January. Well, that's my, I was speaking to my mate who owns a chain of uh, gyms, and he said if he doesn't, if we're locked down in January, he's going to lose his business. That's where he's going to make his money. He's counting on January. But if we all turn around and start hitting the pubs and forget the gyms, he's going to have the worst January ever. Yeah. I mean, are we we going to see that health kick? I mean, because if people haven't been, they've been quite restrained in the run up to Christmas, they haven't been going out. I mean, of course, they could just be absolutely smashing it at home every night, which uh, is a possibility. Um, Then we may see a bit more indulgence. I mean, what what do you think? Are you you, you thinking that January may be turned on its head this year? Sure. I think we could have a very positive time. I I don't think Omicron is in that. I mean, virulent, yes, but it's not doing too much damage. The hospital rate was up 10%. Mm. You know, that square root of nothing. That's like saying, you know, I took a pound last week and I'm 100% up this week. So, um, I, I think I think January is going to be good. I think March is going to be probably the best ones that we've had in three years. What, right. the best March is going to be great? March is going to be great because we haven't had the... We've not been open for the previous two. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. a fair point. If you get the benchmark in yeah. case that, then uh, it's going to be awesome. Brilliant. Uh, true, true. Um, I mean, with, with the reservations that are, that are, that are being cancelled, the, the corporate ones, are you pushing them through to January uh, rather than simply cancelling? Are you encouraging them to, to rebook down the line? Well, if they cancel within seven days, we're saying we'll, we'll take 50% of the deposit off and we'll defer the 50% within three months of that booking. So... We're trying to get everyone in, in January, February, March and give them enough time to come back in and book. So we're, we're trying to be flexible. We have had a little bit of kickback, but not a lot. When we point out the £5 deposit, we're taking £2.50 per person. We've got our schedules done. We've got food that we've um, agreed to purchase. Yeah. So, you know, there are costs associated to their cancellation. People actually have been really good. And a lot of our guests have been saying, I'm really sorry that we've got to cancel, um, but that's what our company is telling us. So, you know, I just think it's a bit like the holidays this year. Holidays were booked very late. I think tables are going to go very late. I, I really feel more for the, the, if you're full on dining, then I really feel for you. You know, we're, we're lucky that we've got that drinking element um, part to our business. So, we might in the in the pub business we're a lot more flexible than you are in the in the restaurant business. So, um, true, true. I mean, it's nice to have somebody who's a little bit more optimistic uh, on the podcast for a change. I'm not looking at you, Heath, at all. Um, I mean, uh, uh, deposits. You've touched on deposits, so you're taking deposits. Heath, are you taking deposits? I didn't take deposits. You didn't take deposits. No, do you, I didn't. Do I, you regret that now? No, not at all. Because I didn't want to get involved. Like the red line is quite small, and the other pubs. We just thought you take deposits. It's a you, who knows where we're going to be and then you've got to get the money back and then you're dealing with all that and I just you know I mean I just thought I'd rather just fly by the seat of my pants and see what happens and I think you know I think it's worked out alright for us but yeah I just couldn't bother with the stress well, we're not the scale we have someone that you can dedicate to yeah, don't spending days we, we don't have a reservation team managing it, you know. do you know what I mean yeah so that you need yeah I guess I mean as, as, it's a different as skill set so you're, you're, you're looking after that very directly and I guess it, it's, it probably is quite resource hungry uh, surprisingly not to be fair we, we've got a system that work, really works for us we've got three or four people that work from time for us on it so uh, <laughs> you not, just, just, just for clarity <laughs> that's more than us <laughs> you haven't got three or four people that work full time for you with three or four waitresses right now 
look, it's, it, it is manned seven days a week, so Michael's um, <laughs> so yeah. It's a different scale, though, isn't it? Yeah, you are on a different scale, and I guess that, that that's it. But I mean, could you not automate some of this? Is that uh... well, we we we, we haven't attacked Christmas in like, like we would have done normally. We just got small groups, so six, eight max. Um, so therefore, if we lose a cancellation, we only lose one table, you know, or two tables. We don't lose the whole place mm. and have to refill it. So um, to be honest, we just treat them like normal reservations. We've got normal menus just with the Christmas touch on it. So it's not, it's not, a, we've not run with set menus. Yeah. We've not run with just, and people have been great with it, really great with it. Yeah. So we've run just a festive menu for December. You don't have to pre-order and, and what have you. So again, it's just about flexibility and, and not knowing what's going to come next. And, and in terms, I guess, if you're going to do deposits, you've got to you've got to have pretty clear terms and conditions, Simon. So that, that that's something that you need to be aware of, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we we've, we've learned from that as as well this year. To be fair, um, we've tightened up our terms and conditions, uh, changed them on the the website as well. So, you know, that when when our guests look into it, they um, that they have a feeling of comfort that, that we do what we say we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean I was chatting to to, to, to your uh, uh, CEO Chris about our reservation and how you were sort of really getting your GMs on top of it. They weren't just sitting back and being passive and expecting people to walk in. And, and tell me a little bit about that. Well, I think since the lockdown, um, reservations become a much bigger thing. So people are more. You had to use an app to order, and now you've had to make reservations to go to a pub and all of this sort of thing. So there's a lot of barriers that were broken down. So our pre business is much bigger than it ever was before, and it probably accounts, generally speaking, for at least 40% of our total business in any one week. Um, so, you know, all of our uh, GMs have got stations for bookings, which is unlike most pubs. So, They've got access on the floor to, to their booking system. They're backed up by the, the, the full team that we've got in the uh, sales and reservations office, so, um, which is based in Nottingham. So it's not anywhere near London or Bournemouth where our other hubs and centres are. Um, we, we inherited a great team up there from uh, business that we purchased and uh, we, we decided to run with that and it's been very successful for us. Fantastic. Okay, well, I appreciate we're, we're pretty much out of time, uh, but Simon, thank you very much for that. And hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, uh, your your optimism proves true and we have uh, a much better Christmas and an absolutely superb January. So, good luck with it. Yeah. Cheers, thank Simon. You. Thank you. Cheers. Thank good you. Luck, This is the Lock-In Podcast, and we're looking ahead to the new year, and specifically January. Normally the most miserable month of the year, pubs have an equally challenging time of it with the push for dry January. But does that really need to be the case? Uh, can't operators find a way to tempt those dry drinkers back with a non-alcoholic offer? We've got the amazing Laura Willoughby joining us from Club Soda to give us some great thoughts on how Heath and James can do a better job, and some of our other listeners, all three of them. So thank you for joining us, Laura. Oh, thank you for having us. No worries. So, I mean, let's just start. I mean, how do we think that the current situation in the market, what's happening with everything going on, how do we think that's going to impact on dry January? Do you think it's going to derail that that sort of move towards a, a, a healthier month, or, or do you think it's going to uh, actually sort of support it? 
Well, I think um, definitely um, people's concerns about their health have gone um, up people's agenda since lockdown anyway. And so the growth of low and no is still very buoyant. Mm. Um, people are buying and people are really interested and curious. What will really upset me, though, is if it means that people can't enjoy that experience in a pub or bar because, you know, um, dry Jan- you don't, you're not doing dry January properly if you stay at home, right? That's my mm. view. You need to be able to go to your local, um, try something different and know that there's something you can drink in your in in your local um, all year round that if you're having a Monday or Tuesday off drinking that there's still something there for you and you don't have to avoid the pub I mean guys do you I mean yeah I think I think that's spot on because we don't want them avoiding the pub yeah but the problem is so many people go dry January and eat healthy and they stay at home they hide for the whole month we need them to be in the pubs we need them to come out and we need to give them the options of having drinks they can drink and eat healthy in the pub because we need the business so we, we can't go into if we open in January and everybody goes oh I'm on an alcohol um, alcohol free kick yeah. and all that and we're empty it's not going to help us you know so what to mean? facilitate I mean, sorry go on Laura I mean there is a slight issue that, that actually Generally, people have, have reined in their spending in January, and doing a dry January has given them cover for the fact that basically they don't want to go out and spend anything during a miserable month. Yeah. Um. I and so it's always been a, a, a poor month in the hospitality industry, anyway, for sales. But if you add on to that the fact that people think that they, in order to do a dry January, you need to avoid the pub rather than embrace it, then that doesn't help either. But I think there is there's so much curiosity around alcohol-free drinks that there are things that pubs can do to increase the footfall I mean so based on what you were saying then Heath I mean what uh, what measures have you put in place to create a dry January offer with a broad range of alcohol free options I've always like I've always sort of like I realise you know even though I'm a publican and I like alcohol and I like having fun I've always realised I'm a businessman as well and I need to make money so you know we we, we have a range of kombuchas we we try all those different drinks we've got nice sodas and you need to have a range you need options so it's not like you're walking and go, oh, what have you got to drink that's non-alcoholic? And we go, water. So Do you know what I mean? So in summary, you've done nothing. I have. I, I carry <laughs> a range day. of stuff. Every day, though, isn't it? No, he has. He's, yeah. he's, he's definitely got choices and options that suit your venue as well. I think that's yeah. the important thing, that people don't... You don't have to um, to, to find any, any, just any old drink. You can find drinks that you think represent your brand as yeah. a venue. Um, and there's enough out there to do that with now. And, and even if you get on, you know, special, you get on a Lucky Saint or a Big Drop on Draft for January, mm. or you decide to get in a range of spirits and run a, a... Everybody's asking us about cocktail classes in January in the shop. We're right. doing cocktail classes, beer tastings, and wine occasion classes that are selling like hotcakes, you know. So you could get extra in in January and really focus some events that help people explore the category and help people you see what your customers like so that you can get it in the rest of the year round Mm. Um, so you know see that as an opportunity to experiment but also get some interesting data from your customers I think it was it's it's better now though because at least the beer and the options are good because they were shocking back in the day, weren't they? When it first came out, the beer was like washing up. Oh, lucky, lucky Saint from Brewdog, honestly. Yeah. That's not yeah. Lucky Saint from Brewdog. No, who is it? It's different. No. It's, um, what's the one? What's the Brewdog one? Oh, no, Nanny State. Nanny State. Oh, yeah. my God. Lucky terrible. Nanny we've, State's terrible. We've now got, um, is it Big Drop Brewing? They do a selection, don't they? They'll do a Carolina PA, they'll do a Stag Galactic mm. Stout. And they're really good. I mean, I say really good, I'd rather drink the real thing, but that's... Oh, buy, yeah. but you can offer it. Yeah. And now, if you look at the pubs, we got 
I think got pretty, pretty cool offerings. They can butchers, yeah. putting up Virgin Marys you're making every day and things like that. You know, it's that sort of... Mm. So people don't need to feel excluded it's, anymore. Um, it's about increasing the spend of your customers when they come in. If you serve them a Coke from a hose, they'll, they'll only might manage about one. If you say, well, actually, I've got an alcohol-free beer here that you can drink all evening, or there's a range that you can have different ones of, then, you know, I still go to the pub as much as I did when I was drinking, but now, and I've got well, 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 you, you, you don't drink alcohol. You don't drink alcohol. No. Um... <laughs> So, but I, mean, I've, I've, I still spend as much as people who are drinking in my group. Not in kebabs, um, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. So I Sorry. I will drink. I will drink. You know, I spend. You know, five pound on an alcohol-free beer. I spend quite a lot of money on a really good kombucha. I'll drink them all through the evening, and I'll have a dessert, which I never had when I was drinking. Um, and I bring drinkers with me. So if you've got a good range, I'm yeah. also more likely to come and fill your pub up at lunchtime. And of course, we shouldn't forget that everybody's a mindful drinker at some point in the day, right? It may be that they want in the morning. To I'm <laughs> it's like nine nine oh three a.m. <laughs> I'm looking at these two. Thinking, no, 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 they're not. But, it's but okay. no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we're not a good example. You know, it's um, it's about it's about um, a quality of experience, really. Yeah, so definitely. I want as good an experience your pub as you're clearly having um, every day. Mm. I and I reckon I can have that if you've got a good range mm. of alcohol. There's nothing I know. I agree with you. Rave about your pub afterwards. Well, that's not true. There's nothing can, worse. Can, yeah. Uh, not- you you wouldn't even know I wasn't drinking. That's the sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Table nine. She's had way too much. No, she's on the yeah, she's on the green would, team. You would absolutely <laughs> think I'd had way too much. I mean, it, it, you're you're right on. I think we we maybe need to put a bit more thought into in, in the same way you would to all your drink offer. You create an offer, don't you? And yeah, I mean, making making the offer right for your business. So depending on your style of operation. Then, then you've got to you've got to match that to your customer base, and uh, I think that's brilliant, a great idea, Laura, to sort of say, you know, use that dry January as a as a as a time to experiment and to uh, try different it's things. It's really it's really interesting, but it's also things like, for example, um, the Virgin Mary Bar in Dublin has a different menu at lunchtime for drinks and evening. Now we do that with food. Why don't you do that um, during um, uh, with your drinks as well, so that you encourage people and upsell them to a really good alcohol-free offer that would tempt them back time and time again if they're coming in, for example, during the weekday, during the lunchtime. Um, also, their mood-enhancing cocktails outstrip their alcohol-free cocktails, you know, three to one. What's the and then that's because people are really... Uh, well, they, they, they've got um, alcohol-free spirits that have got functional ingredients in them. So things like three spirits or function, uh, or function um, beer, which have got aptogenics in it and herbs in it. MDMA. I mean, I absolutely love the three spirits livener for getting the party started and I and I was drinking the nightcap all the way through lockdown so um, you're you're creating an offer that, that elevates everybody's experience and people are willing to pay for that because they want to feel like they're part of the crowd that they're still important in your yeah, party I suppose they've got, got cash haven't they because I know when I drink alcohol when I drink quite a bit of alcohol <laughs> but I go out and I spend a lot of money they go on, 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 on fair well yeah um, no on wine <laughs> but I do I go out and I'll spend a lot of money on wine I suppose if I wasn't yeah. drinking I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. I'd be in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, true. I'd be on holiday every day because yeah, yeah, yeah. I spend so much money I have on alcohol. To say, I, I do have to say that my, my after I gave up drinking, the local corner store 
Closed owner down. ran up the road after me one day because he thought I'd moved. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's going on? I can't put my kids through private school. <laughs> where, 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 where are you? Are you okay? Have you been ill? <laughs> no, I've just given up drinks. <laughs> Poor guy's like, just his face just dropping. Yeah. But I, I it, was, it was just like that. I, I think one of the problems I see in it is that, yes, we want a better offer, but also the prices need to be cheaper to buy in. What do you so mean? Do no, no, because they but don't attract you. Oh, shut up. No, they're expensive. Yeah, but, but that's so relative, James. Like, what do you... No, I just think they're expensive to buy in, my point. is that, you well, know, What you do you want, a budget? No, but it doesn't just attract Just give it to the customer. Look at the, If you look at a, a pint of, or a half of beer, like beer on the bar, and a, a lucky saint or one of those, Yeah. you know, there's a massive amount of that real beer. It's the cost of production now, isn't it? Hey, well, look, let, let, me, let me tell you this. Um, if, if you don't have confidence in your pro- product, then you can't sell it. But if you do, then the price point isn't the issue, particularly in a it's bar. It's you, James. I'm the issue. It's people you. Are, people are paying. They, they pay for an equality of experience. They know what they're saving, like your Bahamas fund. Um, they know what they're saving on the other end. And they want a premium experience. They don't want it to be treated like a bit of a dick. They want to be treated, you know, I don't want I don't want to I don't want a half a pint of Coke squeezed out of a hose as if I'm eleven and about to go and wait for my dad in the car park. I want I, I will spend my money with you and I will be loyal. Mm. Um, it's worth saying, you know, that it does cost more to make an alcohol free drink. You yeah. know, alcohol is a, a free byproduct of all the processes that those drinks mm. go through. It's you should not, know this James. Um, an added ingredient. As a yeah. So to get a really good tasting drink. Um, it costs a bit more, mm. and and yes, some people will moan. But you know what? We're we're doing a roaring trade here in the shop. People are spending fifty, sixty quid on three bottles of spirits, and they they're taking them home because they want something nice to drink. They want something special at Christmas. They want something that feels like a reward. And pub is all of those things. Pubs are special places. They are places where we reward ourselves. Mm. They're places where we want to socialise and feel part of the gang. Can, can you and say all this to Boris? Can you say those to Boris Johnson and the rest of the cabinet? <laughs> Because they seem to have forgotten how. Look, look. I mean, it, it, uh, well, it, you know that that's a ho- that's a whole other podcast, and um, <laughs> and as Ed knows, I've got a politics background. I'm probably best kept out of that discussion. <laughs> I mean, the, the great thing you guys have opened up a uh, a pop up off license, alcohol free off license, um, and and that's that's doing very well at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so we've opened this week, uh, with lots of people coming through the door, but also lots of trade coming through the door. Even when we were setting up, three pubs from around here knocked on the door to ask if they could come in. Mm. Um, so everybody listening needs to know that they're welcome to come to the shop. Where um, are you? Our team will... Um, uh, we're on um, Great Portland Street next to Oxford Street. Service. Oh, really? Um, so you can go to joinclubsoda.com and find all the details on our website. We've got a special bit on there for trade. Um, and you can come in, visit. We can, we'll can take your team around the products. More importantly, we're also running masterclasses on the wine occasion, beer and um, cocktails. Uh, the Emma Inch is running the beer um, sessions. They're invitation only. If you want an invite, there's a way that you can ask for that um, on the website as well um, we want to give um, everybody um, the right information so that you can decide what products are right for you in your venue and how long's the pop-up for and and we've launched our online training for venues um, so if you want to put your staff and your managers through some basic training on why low and no what 
customers are looking for, what questions they ask and how to upsell, we've now got that available as well. Oh, fantastic. Oh. And uh, to answer your question, end of January. End so, of January. Yeah. Okay, yeah, wicked. So, well, um, oh, right. Sorry, I, mean, I missed that. So the, 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 we're, we're almost out of time, Laura. But just to, to, I mean, we've seen great strides on beer recently, haven't we, with um, uh, developments in draft from, from some of the big brewers. Yeah. And I'm seeing more and more beer on draft. So beer's doing quite well. I mean, out, out of all the, the various sort of st- streams, beer, wine, spirits, where do you see most of the growth coming at the moment? Uh, it's interesting. Um, wine is still the most, alcohol-free wine is still the most searchable term online, but really? one where people are still not getting the right results. Yeah. But there's some really good products coming through, like Thompson Scott's Naughty and Oddbird, I think are really um, mixing that up a bit. Mm. We've got a full wine section here from top to bottom, which I wasn't expecting that we would reach. So what's your um, most so that's pop- really good. What's your most popular non-alcoholic wine? Um, the naughty um, uh, sparkling Chardonnay has been flying off the shelves, um, definitely. The Liars Classico has just come in, and that's really popular as well. Um, so I think we're beginning to see that that market's beginning to shift right now. Um, the alcohol-free spirits um, go really well. There's lots of them, um, but um, we're beginning to see you know people being really interested in drinks that have got functional ingredients in, like the free spirits and, and mm-hmm. function beer. Um, and the pre-canned cocktails, people are loading up on those to take away with them for Christmas so the D&T's in a can and things like Savills and the square root um, gin and tonic and so on amazing you know what I, I think uh, we, we've talked ourselves into doing a uh, alcohol free mm-hmm. wine tasting with Heath in the new year um, can you imagine the moaning uh, the, would, yeah, that's well, what I, I like to call it the wine occasion because there are things that fit into. Well, we could come and do the podcast down there. We could mm-hmm. do the, the podcast yeah, and we could sit around and get sober. Me and Christine Parkinson are running those masterclasses, and we also have um, our, our, our alcohol free wine club is now really popular. So, Brilliant. you know, there's there's things to share with you I have wisdom excellent excellent okay well I would urge every listener all three of them to go and look at the uh, uh, the Club Soda website uh, I will make sure we've got those on our website so you can click onto that but Laura thank you very much for that thanks Laura cheers Laura cheers You're listening to the Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Now, traditionally, Christmas is the chance to build up some reserves. Consumers are out celebrating, smashing the cash and operators are able to put plenty aside for the leaner months in the new year. But this year has been something of a disaster. While we've had a little more trade than this time last year, the various government moves and announcements from health experts has hold the trade under the water. So when it comes to the financial challenges we're now set to face, what should operators be thinking about it? Uh, joining us to discuss this, I'm delighted to say we've got a fantastic special guest, Eddie Murphy, all the way from Holly... Hang on, James... You told me you'd booked Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Such a bad I mean, joke. Did you check? <laughs> so he was one, coming from America. One job. One job. <laughs> no, America Avenue. Oh, right. right. Anyway, I'm only kidding. Eddie, thank you very much for joining us. I bet you've never had that joke before. You're very welcome. I haven't heard that since about 11.30 this morning. No, good. Excellent. <laughs> always, always good. So, Eddie, you are from Precision Licensed, uh, licensed Services. Um, you're going to give us a bit of a financial steer about what's going on. Tell us a little bit about yourself first, Eddie. Okay, so uh, I actually joined the business in the late 70s um, and went to help my brother look after 
his pub while he went away for a couple of weeks uh, around about 1978 and I'm still in the business um, so that plan didn't work out too well um, I've got went started out in managed houses with Courages uh, went through about 92 started my own auditing firm um, around about 2003 2004 I got involved with the administration with some of the big um, accountants uh, primarily Grant Thornton um, and got appointed to run some branch, some groups of hotels and pubs um, I then met up with what is now my current business partner who was the licensed trade consultant for Grant Thornton um, so we started looking after these um, administrations once we'd uh, that had sort of come to an end around about 2008-2009 we founded PLS Management um, which is a licensees specialist accountancy firm nothing very spectacular um, just that I always wanted to find the kind of service that we're providing to clients uh, and never could um, so we're very very focused don't do accounts for hairdressers don't do accounts for garages it's just saying with Heath and Jones aren't it? So. <laughs> you're looking at us yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim's Gyms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I go to the gym. Yeah. Hairdressers, gyms. Yeah, no. Um, oh, brilliant. Thanks, Alex. So, I mean, let, let's let's just talk about the current situation. I mean, I mean, we could all kick in on this. You know, how how do we think tradies go? How much they're going to be down over Christmas? What sort of sense are you getting from? from what you're saying well uh, for, for, for us it's uh, it is extremely worrying there's no question about it and and, it, and it's the over 50s primarily um, who are still very very nervous and of course you never see a headline saying nobody's got covid in the town today um, so every time the headlines come out uh, they, they decide uh, to to stay in for another week um, and that's where the danger is and, and this is the real where the backbone of a lot of the Christmas trade is the family trade now if if granny and granddad are nervous about going to the pub then the rest of the family in all probability are not going to go to the pub um, so that's where the challenges are for me that's where, where I feel the, the, the challenges are coming from and that's the feedback we're getting from clients and, and you to Joe Teeth I mean how, what are you sort of forecasting expecting from, from Christmas how much up or down 30% down maybe yeah, 30% Okay. Mm -hmm. okay we're so. lucky if we break it like I, I don't know man like it's normally your, your time to save up and hold your breath and jam but I don't think it's going to be that this year yeah how do we do that like, yeah what are we, they're talking no furlough so how are we actually talking about what this actually looks like it's scary yeah, I mean, we're, we're struggling with, with sort of the, the lack of comment from government on, you know, support until restrictions come in it is the big issue. So, I mean, and one of the reasons we want to talk to you, Eddie, is kind of, you know, what, what can operators be doing? What should they be thinking about? What are, what are the, the banana skins and, and the easy wins that they can be thinking about? Well, look, it's easy for me to say, um, uh, but uh, what, what you need to be doing is using your time wisely. Um, uh, what, what's easy to do is just sit there and look miserable um, and, and think, none of this is ever going to work and everything we do is all going pear-shaped um, I don't necessarily concur with that I think we've got a, a bit of an opportunity now in if we are going to be 25-30% down in turnover use 25% 30% of your time to try and budget a little bit for January, February, March um, you are it's not in anyone's interest that you go out of business it's not in your, in your landlord's interest it's not in the pubco's interest not in anyone's interest so, so try and focus on where you're going to be have a look at what debts you've currently got when you've had a look at those debts and, and start looking at the repayment schedules try and build that bit in work with your accountant if you, if you have got a proper accountant work with them 
sit down with them and say, look, this is what I'm going to be making repayments for, and this is how I'm going to be making the repayments, or I'm going to try. Now, if your accountant says, look, you're not going to be able to do that, and certainly with your current turnover, um, then, then you need to talk to your landlords, you need to talk to the banks, you need to talk to HMRC. The one thing you can't do is sit there and gaze at your navel. For goodness sake, just take, take a bit of initiative and sit, and sit up and say, right, let's just see where we're going to be at the end of March and try and take control of that. And it's, I mean, it is very easy to just bury your head in the sand with these things, isn't it? But if you're going to start having those conversations, at least then you've got to start looking for solutions. I think it's you? too easy for a lot of operators, and I say a lot of people, all of us included, to sit there and go, woe me, the world's coming to an end, we're screwed, oh my God, we're all in the same boat. And we're not all in the same boat. I think, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I'm doom and gloom all the time, but man, there's no, f excuse my French, no fucking way I'm going to let Boris and his mates take me down like any of my businesses so I'll fight to the bitter end you know to keep my team employed to keep all my suppliers paid there's no way do you know what I mean because we know they don't care about us so like you said Eddie you've got to make sure you know what you're up for what you can pay and you know it's just being sensible and being you know and being proactive otherwise I could go to the pub down the road and sit there for two days and cry about it but that won't change anything you, you know? generally sit in that pub and cry most of the time don't you? yeah I do but that's because of the photos you send me <laughs> I thought it was a joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, I mean, what 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 practical things could other, other than thinking about looking at where where are there going to be any wins? I mean, we we're, we're talking about potentially loans coming down. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Where where can people access? Well, support just to just to address the, the the sort of ghost in the room at the moment, which is the bounce back loans, which are now coming back for repayment. Um, there are options with bounce back loans, and it staggers me that that that, that people don't take any time at all. Uh, to examine these options or try and test for them. So, so, so there, are, there are three different, usually, and bear in mind all these are administered by banks, they're not administered by Boris, you've got individual banks administering these. So what you need to look at, there are three different types you can go for, and one is to suspend payments for six months, that should be an option that's still open to people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's interest only for six months, which greatly reduces God, that's only 2%, outcome. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, no, but it still greatly reduces the outcome. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's still, you're only paying 2%. You, you, you are, but I'm talking about interest only on the actual repayment. So instead of your repayments oh, right. being eight hundred pounds, your repayments are one hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're only paying you're only paying the two percent on the yeah. Yeah. when you've got the interest only. Yeah. The normal yeah. repayments. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You're eight hundred pounds or whatever. Um, so if that's a way of getting you through these very dark months that we've got to come, that may be an option to consider. And the third one, and for me again, quite a pragmatic one, is extending the loan out, but over ten years. Um, now, if, if you are minded to be in the business in 10 years' time, um, and it's difficult, I know, but if you are, uh, then I feel that's a good option because it spreads. The, the interest rate is very good um, uh, and it spreads the repayments. You don't actually, net, in net terms, pay an awful lot more for it, uh, but it does take that pressure do you, off. Do you think they're going to give us the option to top up the bounce back loan? At the moment, that's not available. But do you think that's where the... I, 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 my, my personal feelings are, if the banks see this money getting repaid, yep. and even with the interest rate rise today, that yep. they've said is, is going to come into place, if they start seeing these loans get repaid, then they'll be inclined to top them up. It's what they do. Yeah. You know, yeah. money is their beer. You know, it's what yeah. they do. They sell money. So if they see... Because the government's talking about that, aren't they? They're sort of saying, yeah. we don't want to do furlough. We're quite... It's easier for us to lend. And yep. you know what I mean? So... 
but we're all taking on more debt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there are the, the the danger areas. There is it is easy for us to borrow uh, as much as it is easy for them to lend, yeah. um, and it, and sometimes it's too easy. And the other thing that I get whispered at every every now and then is, oh well, I'll just change, I'll, I'll, I'll go bankrupt or, or whatever. None of these options are easy. Yeah. None of these options are easy. The guy sitting in the in, in the pub that has had his four pints of Foster's will tell you how easy it is. Um, um, it's not. Trust me. Talk to your accountant. You've met James. Uh, find, out, yes, find out what the consequences are um, before you take any action like that. You really need to have a good look and preferably talk to a professional, talk to your accountant. The, um, the three options you mentioned there around the loans, are they um, are they duty-bound to offer those, the banks? or? Yes, they, they yes. are. They should be offering those. So, okay. so if you go to your your local bank uh, or, or whoever's administered your loan and they don't offer those, ask them why. Okay. Ask them why, uh, and it may well be that they would rather not. But truth to tell, most of them probably will rather do it because they don't they'd get the loans are underwritten anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, if yeah. you default on your loan, they're going to get paid by the government. But I don't think, and and we heard a little rumours of this three or four months ago, the government are not just going to sit back and pay out billions of pounds. They are just not going to do that. They're going to make it very hard for the banks to get the money back. Yeah. Now, if we're making it hard for the banks, you're bloody sure the banks will make it hard for you as well. Because there was that feeling, wasn't there, that people would take these loans, fold the business down, yeah. and then to Which, phoenix it. Yeah. People you know, have been doing that, though. Yeah. 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 And I wonder whether that will temper, it'd be nice to know what those numbers are, it would temper any further offering. But what you were talking about was a case-for-case assessment, wasn't it? Yes. So we borrowed, say, 100 grand and yep. we paid, started to pay back, but they yep. might look at maybe get to yep. 150. But yep. Okay. Yeah. And also what we're, what we're focused on and what I've been asked to focus on today is the next quarter, the next the next three months, January, February, March. Yeah. Um, and, and if some of those options may, of course, just ease that, that time, uh, ease the, t- the money pressure in that time. So, I mean, the other the other problem is rent. Um, we've got rent debt coming in. Um, we've got the situation where, you know, as you said, you need to be speaking to your to your landlords and things like that. Interestingly, um, uh, Shep and Neem, Shep's have been the first to come out with a discount in January. So they're, they're taking, they're offering a 10% discount to their tenants. Are they? How much? Uh, 10%. So... So they'll be taking nine percent rent. So okay, it's it's. Uh, I mean, that's that's ahead of any restrictions. Obviously, if any restrictions come in, I'm sure they'll they'll look at it again. But that's it's a step in the right direction. Regardless, they've already made that decision. So yeah. from January, it'll be ten percent. Yeah. I mean, what what would you advise operators be well, thinking uh, uh, again, about? Well, uh, again, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the BII. Um, I, I would make sure you, if you haven't got, it's the best 155 quid you'll ever spend. And I tell this to every one of our clients. Um, uh, get uh, get involved with them. Um, uh, get on their website and have a look on there and and take advice and if you don't see what you want there get on to Google and and the reason I'm saying this is there is actually the the rent moratorium which was introduced I think in 2021 I think no 2020 now that is is coming to an end in March now that actually can we without wishing to sound like an accountant very very advantageous for you Uh, if you are owed if you owe money to your landlord for the periods of forced enclosure they have given and there is out there a way of negotiating for arbitration before arbitration now it's set out by the government now this is why I'm recommending you go and get professional advice on it if you go to to the BII website and look it up 
uh, you will find some good advice there. Um, if you can, you can sit down, get involved in that arbitration, and you can force, you can actually force the landlord to talk to you and to reduce that debt. So, so okay. please don't okay. take anything for granted. Just go and have a look. And for the half an hour, three quarters of an hour you spend doing that, mm. rather than have what we've all had all our lives, uh, the landlord come down with a big stick and start beating you around the place until you give them everything that, uh, that you've ever earned, um, have a look. There, there may well be some legal protection there that you hadn't even thought about. But it is before the end of March. I right. cannot emphasise that strongly. You need to do it now. Do not sit down now and rest yeah. on your laurels yeah. and think, oh, well, I'll do it 28th of March. Have a look now and see whether you can get to it. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, I'm afraid we are pretty much out of the time. There's probably a million and one things that we haven't dug into, but um, thank you, Eddie. Thank you for that. Some really useful advice. Cheers. This is the Lock-In Podcast, and we're looking ahead to January. Normally a particularly torrid month for the trade, but with the situation around COVID once again spiralling out of control, concern is that we could possibly be facing certainly more restrictions, maybe either an, even another lockdown. So, I mean, let, let's talk about that. What, what are you guys feeling? I mean, Heath, you are naturally possibly the most miserable twat I know. Um, Thank you. I'm not you, sure uh, miserable's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what, honestly, what honestly, if they're gonna, it's it, it's another. Like, if they're gonna lock us down, like do it now, then because this is painful. We're we're, we're all losing covers. We've got huge staff costs. We're trying to keep our team employed. Just pull the plug now. Bring furlough back. Give us some grants and say, sorry guys, this is the way it's got to be. But don't let us bleed out and hobble all the way through to January and then get to January and lock us down. Or don't lock us down in January and we hobble all the way through January and yeah. we've talked about maybe there's a lift, maybe there's not. But don't let us bleed all the way out to January and we get to February. We've all taken on debt. And then, you know, I mean, where are we at? There's no, like, you, you've saved us. Like, I say saved us and I say that term loosely, those words loosely, but you've got us this far. Don't turn your back on us now. And if they do... Man, seriously, we've got Rishi, what, in California right now? I love Ryan Ed's, Ryan Ed's advert just now saying, you know, come back to help out. We need him back. We, we need, you know, we need, we need support. And if you're not going to give us support, stop scaring people away from the pubs. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even South Africa's going, what are you guys doing? What are you so nervous for? Is that your South African accent? Listen to me when I tell you this. Mm-hmm. This is my sense. It's almost as bad as your Kiwi accent. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> But we need help, and I think if we are, if they are going to do, like we're bleeding. Basically, we've been stabbed in the gut and left down the ground to bleed out, and we're all crying for help. But the problem is, the public don't really know. They know people aren't going to pubs, no. but they're they're more concerned about their own well-being, which is don't kill grandma this Christmas. I'm going to sit at home on my bed, sip and drink bloody cans of Stella. So I mean, the question was, do you think we're going to be locked down? Um, James yeah. thinks yes. Yeah, I don't think they can yeah. afford to. No. I don't think they can afford to, and I don't think they can handle the, 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 the PR backlash. We know Boris is a populist. I, I, they won't, he won't want to be unpopular. Well, I mean, they do say that because, because of that rebellion, we'd, we'd have been facing restrictions probably in that five o'clock announcement yesterday. Yeah. But because of the rebellion, they've, they've bottled it. And, and you, you read, I mean, reading between the lines, some of the things that are being said by ministers that these measures will see us through to New Year suggests that yeah, January, you're getting it. That's when you're getting your restrictions. But, but by then, they'll have the weight of evidence behind them. And that's where, 
in terms of infections, if you look at it, they were, they were getting all uptight. If it ever got to 50,000 a day, well, yesterday was 78,000. And it takes four weeks to get the full picture. So on the 20, it was the 28th of November was the first Omicron case. Yeah. So end of, you know, between Christmas and New Year, all the data will hit and they'll enforce it. The thing I think is people will say, screw that. We, yeah. we won't have a choice because we were we're told not to open our doors. Yeah. But I think the public's level of willingness to, they've had too much now yeah, and I yeah. think given the behaviour and the moral behaviour that's been going on and everyone's done something they shouldn't have done in lockdown problem is they're in I didn't the, oh, bullshit <laughs> <laughs> he came to beers with me <laughs> that was for work oh yeah sorry yeah yeah that research mate. but yeah. you know what I mean so I think I, I'm absolutely convinced we're getting it in January you reckon convinced. I don't yeah, think yeah, they yeah. can afford to listen I, listen. don't get me wrong from an operational and financial point of view mm. lock us down give us some cash yes yeah. We furlough the team. Yeah. No yeah. one's drinking. We've already had this conversation. No one's yeah. drinking. Pubs are quiet. Lock us down then, but make sure we have the support to keep us locked down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And look, you know, I'll take a hit in January if I can sit over and watch Netflix, yeah. but I won't because I get bored and have to spend time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be doing takeaways. <laughs> You'll be doing everything in your power. It's not so to true, though. That is so true. Well, not the, so, the family bit, yeah, but yeah, I think we're looking at it from we put, uh, you know, kitchen deep clean, extraction clean for that sort of second week in Jan on the premise that probably yeah. we're going to be you know you got them things booked in anyway yeah. we're going to shut one day for a staff party right. and wine effort okay um, yeah, excellent good number but, 10 you know yeah exactly that sort of that sort of thing you know so I think people can and they can also look at getting ready for a lockdown to get all your bills and all so, because I mean, we did that last time yeah so let's, let's talk about that because I mean ultimately let, let's pretend we are going to be locked down um, that was the point of this session mm was you know what should operators what should our, our three listeners be thinking about um in preparation for that but well, we looked at bills when we locked down first we looked at all our suppliers looked at the cost to the business what we could put on hold things yeah. like you know your reservation system you weren't using yeah because then we didn't know how long it would last for but um yeah broadly i think that sort of housekeeping stuff yeah. um plan any maintenance in look at get, get your supplies and everything to do the work now yeah um, because as we know it's not easy to um, to get this stuff when we you know when we need it so yeah. just prepare so bills you know because particularly some of the energy stuff that have changed your direct debits up so you may be sitting with like big credit on some of those accounts as well you know what I mean so mm. draw that back down we had that with a few of our suppliers yeah but look the problem we got at the red is that the electricity bills going have gone into silly money so yeah. I wouldn't mind a bit of a break you know what I mean but yeah yeah I don't know. I think we're like if we go into another lockdown, Jesus Christ! Can the country a mentally afford it? B financially afford it? Well, that's a, 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 a beyond my pay grade in that sense. But I think, um, I mean, what what do you do? Um, I mean, what do you do with staff? How, how do you deal with that? Well, you have to furlough. Imagine if we yeah, don't if have furlough. Have furlough what, what do you do then? Oh, you're just like you, well, you, you know, can't sponsor them, and that's the thing. It's that's the be a dangerous thing, show. isn't it? Mm. You know, it's mm. like, how do you afford that? You know, and then you can't, like, the problem is we all know you can't afford to let them go because you'll never get them back. Yeah. They'll all go and work somewhere else. So you yeah. do really need to sponsor it. You need to work out of financially paying the wages. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if there's no furlough and they're shutting us, then we've got a problem. Then we, you know, we know, like, what do you, like, no you, furlough. I mean, they've got to give, I mean, they've got to at least give furlough. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I think you can whistle for your grants, so that's not going to come. Um, but well, I mean, they'll just give us more debt. They'll offer us more cheap debt. 
Yeah, so there'll be loans available and there's going to be furlough, um, surely, because otherwise, I mean, as, uh, as I think Nick McKenzie was saying last night at, at uh, uh, the old parliamentary beer group uh, event, if you don't support us now, I mean, you're just completely throwing away all the support you've given. You were supported during yeah. the last year and a half or two years. Yeah. What was the point? Yeah, she just let us burn then. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we need, we need, yeah. we need direction. We need. Rishi, we started like. the podcast after that, and you've been horrendously rude about them ever since. So maybe they do. The government generally. So maybe. maybe. <laughs> so, so maybe you've. It's one rule for the them. One rule. Yeah, they, the they, you know what? I wouldn't mind if he led. He actually led the country, and he sat at home, and he wasn't renovating his house, and he actually led the team and having said, babies. you know what I mean, having another fucking kid. How many kids does this guy need? The guy who wrote the Don't thing about knows. overpopulation and what, what year was that, 2011? And he's having more kids. What, eight? Seriously. And now here we are, and he's talking about this. We need a, we need, we need a prime minister who leads this country. We, what, if we had Churchill, we had someone like that. Everybody just cries like babies these days. Where are, where's the great, I'm not British, but where is your really? fucking gusto? Where is it? You know what I mean? Like now everyone's just so bloody woke and oh God, the world's ending. I'm going to stay home and watch fucking Netflix. Where is it? Where's the guts anymore? No one's got guts. They just want to sit on their ass and get furlough and scratch their ass. I'm fucking disappointed. I'm disappointed in this country. I'm disappointed in the prime minister. Rishi, I'm disappointed he's on holiday in California. Like, where is it? I'm, I was waiting for the Hitler reference there for yeah. a minute, but uh, it didn't come, so I'm slightly disappointed in that. But uh, it, it, it's a fair point. Um, I think Heath was starting to foam at the mouth there, so... Uh, yes, I'm having a yeah. seizure. Yeah. Uh, and James has, <laughs> yeah. James has withdrawn to the other side of the pub, so I yeah. think uh, I'm going to leave that one there. You've been listening to the Lock In podcast with myself, Heath Paul, and James Cuthbert. So sorry about that. Uh, it's the end of the episode and the last one of the year as well. As such, it's only fitting that we should end the episode with the exchange of shit and pointless gifts. Uh, so good news, guys. Here's your, here's your present. So uh, there you go. I thought your gift was to say you resigned. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah go. We've, we've cancelled the podcast. It's off it now. It's not that, I'm afraid. So. So, James? Uh, yeah, I've got a book that says people I want to punch in the face. I'm just slightly concerned it's not big enough. I, I, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ed, my name's you need to that. write your name yeah. on <laughs> I didn't write my name in there. You just projected that into it. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, love oh, this is the best thing Heath. anybody's ever given me. Oh, that is quite good. So oh. Heath has got a uh, aubergine uh, emoji for the Christmas tree. It's, so there's your favourite emoji, isn't it? It is. Honestly, I use it so much on you. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I know. It's brilliant. That's like, I can't believe you've actually spent money on us, Ed. Well, there you well, go. Six I pounds, know, I according to the ticket no, on here. Six pounds. No expense. Better be than us. I think that's gone through expenses. I guarantee that. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can see them there. I can see Chris Lowe going, yeah. what is this aubergine there, Edward? <laughs> it's certainly not. Why not, is it six pounds? It's not part of his new balanced I, diet. Expensive aubergine. <laughs> Good point, yeah. I hadn't actually thought of expensing them, but now thanks for that. That's, no, no, uh, that's a welcome. financial tip that I shall take you're away from this podcast. So, uh, and you have uh, three options when he finds out you've done it. Like uh, Eddie was telling us, you can either resign... <laughs> Or just pay well, for it. Or just resign. <laughs> yeah. Probably the best way. So uh, for everyone. I've got. Uh, so James, you've got some uh, some presents. Um, oh yes, yes, a present for you, Ed. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's what that's is it? probably quite appropriate. It's um, a shit joke book. 
Where is it? The little book of oh, shit jokes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Which uh, obviously will improve uh, my uh, my uh, standard <laughs> of jokes. You should give them the part two shit dad jokes. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Uh, we can. Well, say it's his birthday. And, and you got he something as well, didn't you? I got he something, yes. Yeah. A knife. A knife. So you and, and the best bit is that I wanted so much to give it to him in an evidence bag. I'm sure he'll come down to that at some point. <laughs> so I'll just, just point out that, that you got me a shit joke book and you got yeah. a really expensive, lovely knife. Mm-hmm. But that won't get you in jail, that book. I'm a bit of kisser. This is true. I'm a bit of kisser. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I, I knew that was, uh, yeah, I knew there was something I was getting wrong. Well, that's that's that. uh, we've also got a Christmas beer to try as well, so this is Yay, uh, gonna, happy Christmas. Uh, a meantime uh, new mo- meantime Christmas called Stolen Hours uh, Stolen Keith, Hours Keith or... already opened it predictably so you can't hear the pop and the hiss uh, thanks for the present Ed. I'm just googling re-gifting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I wish tr- I hadn't torn the paper I'm going to treasure mine forever <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing it's uh, yeah I, I saw it and thought you Heath that's uh, Heath in fairness so. it's pretty good it's pretty good for yeah. Ed like, right. you know what I mean there we go so, so present sorted Stolen Hour uh, this is a 8% stolen inspired strong beer what do we think Heath drink your beer stop playing with your aubergine oh sorry that's not a euphemism what do we think Ooh. it's fruity fucking hell it maybe, tastes like maybe, a, maybe they'll put that on the can. Yeah. It tastes like when you go to when you go to when you're outside having um, shisha. It tastes like smoking um, a shisha mm. pipe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure I could drink a whole one of those. No. Um, so last uh, last one of the year. Uh, let's let's have a think. What, what do we want to see in the new year? What, what's going to be your wishes? Let's wrap up with that. What would your new year wish be? Uh, lockdown. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 not <laughs> done. I'm not done. No, I'm not done. With a multi-million pound payout, no, yeah, okay. interest, no interest bearing, yeah. and some decent stuff on Netflix that we've not seen. Okay, you're dreaming. How's that? Okay. Well, I, you don't think you'll get the Netflix bit? I don't think no, you'll get any of that. <laughs> so. I, I tell you what, VAT, 12.5%, ongoing, no end on that, like for hospitality and for you know for all of us and tourism and all that mm. 12.5% guaranteed there's no end date on that um, and then I don't, you know what I mean maybe some like business rates reform yeah it's got to be that yeah, it? yeah it's got to be stuff like that but you know get back to the knitting rather than just Covid distractions yeah well, do you know what I mean mm. like it, we're great in our industry like you've said a million times they're just yelling at each other but you know and talking and on Twitter and all that and mm. all that no one cares our customers mm. don't care they just want to have a good time so we need to make sure that we're in a good place so we, they can have a good time without mm. us pitching. That's a lovely way to finish. <laughs> I mean, it is, isn't it? I mean, I, I was just hoping for an invite to Boris's next party, but... Uh... <laughs> Do you really want to go? No. Do you no imagine? Chance. I've heard the cheese and wine's good, though. I, I don't think it would be. No. Do you think he knows anything about wine? By my standards. I doubt it. I mean, I know nothing, so... <laughs> anyway, let's leave that one there. Uh, that is up. That is it from us for this episode and this year. We'd like to wish you all the best possible Christmas you can make of it and hopefully a better 2022. We'll be back in the new year for more podcast fun and frolics. But for now, goodbye. (laughs) 